Welcome to Unclouded Eye, your eye in the sky. I am your planetary observer, Ash Brooks. Hello, thank you for joining me here today. Today I am going to be discussing some of the major astrological events that are happening this week. And there are quite a few. There's really a lot to talk about in general and I just want to go over what we have in store this week and then we can kind of break it down from there. So let's start on Tuesday, November 10th. On this day, the sun is going to trine Neptune very shortly after midnight, 12, 11 a.m. Eastern time. I'm recording this after that happened, but we are still feeling this transit and will be probably until Friday or so. The sun will still be in a loose trine going forward through the end of the week. And this is a pretty positive aspect. The trine ensures that this is so, but it does kind of bring a sense of haziness, a sort of confusion. It might be hard to think logically during this time, but it does increase our creativity and our ability to tap into the intuitive realm. The other big news for Tuesday happens at 4.51 p.m. Eastern Time, and Mercury is going to re-enter the sign of Scorpio. So if you have been paying attention to astrology, you know that Mercury was just in Scorpio from September 28th through October 27th, and at that point it went retrograde, and so it dipped back into Libra for a couple weeks. And now that we have Mercury resuming forward motion, moving through Scorpio, a reminder that Mercury is still moving through its retrograde shadow. And it will be in the shadow until November 19th when it reaches a point beyond where it was when the retrograde began. So that is what is meant by the shadow. Mercury is retracing the steps that it previously took during the retrograde. and. As we make our way back through this shadow, we can kind of feel a sense of deja vu because Mercury is moving through the same degrees that it was just a month or so ago. So we're going through a lot of the same transits and some of the other planets have moved slightly. So this is going to be a little bit different, but Mercury is making a lot of the same transits that it just made. And we're gonna notice this. We're gonna notice that there are some patterns coming up. We might notice that some things that began around early October are coming around again, opportunities or maybe situations that just seem a little bit familiar. And with Mercury and Scorpio, there's a real emphasis on directness, clarity, and emotional intimacy and honesty. It's incredibly challenging to tell a lie when Mercury is in Scorpio, and there's a few reasons for that. I mean, Scorpio is known for keeping its secrets, but generally speaking, Scorpio isn't usually an outright liar. The archetype just doesn't work quite that way. Scorpio will keep things hidden at times by not sharing, but when confronted, they will be direct and honest, or at least the healthy version of the Scorpio archetype will be. So that said, it is very challenging to lie during Mercury's transit through Scorpio just because these things have a way of coming to the surface. 
people tend to not accept things at face value as much when Mercury is in Scorpio. They want to dig below and figure out the real meaning. There's a lot more of that happening, so things have a tendency to be revealed. And this is very positive for the most part. I mean, it's great that honesty can flourish during this period. So yeah, Mercury and Scorpio, I mean, it's always a good idea to be honest, but definitely over the next few weeks, Mercury is going to be here in Scorpio until December 2nd. So this is a few week period where it's going to be really important to be very direct and emotionally honest with other people because otherwise it's just going to create a lot of discomfort if you're not or if someone's being emotionally dishonest with you, you're really going to be able to feel it. You're going to have an unsettled feeling more than you would when Mercury is in another sign. Wednesday is fairly light on major astrological aspects. The moon is void, of course, from 5.58 to 11.10 a.m. Eastern Time when it shifts into Libra. So this is going to bring a little bit more of a sociability to the day. There could be more of a desire to talk to someone you haven't in a while or to just kind of um, focus on bringing harmony to existing relationships. And we're going to certainly be feeling all week, but especially on Wednesday, the buildup of Jupiter and Pluto's conjunction, which is happening on Thursday. And I'm going to get to that in a second, but this is a big event. It's a big, big event. And we're going to notice this on Wednesday. We're going to be able to feel it. And a lot of this is exacerbated or exaggerated by the Northern Taurus meteor shower. This is peaking tonight, um, Wednesday, November 11th, shortly after midnight. And so this is located in the Taurus constellation. It's very close to the Pleiadian cluster. So the Seven Sisters constellation, if you look up in the sky, if you are in the Northern hemisphere, you should be able to see this provided the skies are clear for you on Wednesday night. Shortly after midnight is the peak of this. And anytime the Northern Taurus meteor shower comes along, there is a greater propensity for spiritual downloads and intuition if you are connected at all with the sort of pleiadian agenda <laughs> you may notice that you have dreams about other star systems or maybe you wake up just knowing something or you receive some kind of message this is definitely possible on wednesday the 11th it's 11 11 if you are interested in sort of spiritual numerology that's a great day anyway for that and let's just get into this Jupiter-Pluto conjunction because we are going to be feeling this on Wednesday and really all week. This is a big one. And let's just jump in. I think this is going to be much of the rest of the episode, honestly. Okay, so Jupiter and Pluto conjunct in Capricorn on Thursday, November 12th this week. This is happening at exactly 4.38 p.m. Eastern Time at 22 degrees Capricorn. So Jupiter and Pluto, along with um, Saturn, have been transiting Capricorn pretty much together this year. Jupiter moves a lot quicker than Pluto and Saturn, but has gone through a retrograde, which kind of kept it in line with uh, the big malefic seeming planets. And Jupiter and Pluto have already conjuncted one another twice this year. So the first of these conjunctions happened on April 5th, and the second was on June 30th. 
So this transit does bring an intense energy, but it's not necessarily as negative as the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. We had a Saturn-Pluto conjunction back in January of this year. I've seen a lot of astrologers attributing the pandemic to the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction, and sure, that is exacerbating some of what we're experiencing, but in my understanding and my research, I believe that it was the Saturn-Pluto conjunction that really kicked off this energy of 2020. This occurred in January, as I said, and Saturn and Pluto have been just a few steps away from each other all year long. And if you look back through history, the Saturn-Pluto conjunction is often apparent and present during all the major pandemics, all of the major plagues and great flus, you can find the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. Now, the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction will sometimes show up for these events as well, but Jupiter-Pluto conjunctions happen every 12 years. They're not quite as infrequent as the Saturn-Pluto conjunctions. The last Jupiter-Pluto conjunction happened in December 2007. And I mean, certainly some things of interest happened during that month, but we didn't really have the kind of year that we are having now. And what this transit really does is it brings the shadow to the surface and gives the impression of expanding or even creating it. But in actuality, it's just showing the shadow for what it is and has been for a long time. So we think of Pluto as the underworld archetype and Jupiter as this expansive, positive, giving planet, but sometimes it's a little bit extreme or exaggerated. So when you have those two planets in conjunction, suddenly the shadow falls under Jupiter's watch and becomes almost larger than life and exaggerated. And in the sign of Capricorn, Capricorn deals so much with financial institutions, economics, and the world of politics. This year, we're really seeing a focus on extremes in these areas. We're seeing the extreme of poverty versus extreme wealth. And we've had the exposure of a lot of uh, corrupt politicians during this year. And we've seen all of these things coming to the surface. And it might feel as though 2020 is sort of responsible for this energy, but this is a lot of the things that have been present underground for a long time. There has been wealth inequality in the United States and all over the world for a long time. It's not anything new, but it's feeling more exaggerated, more dramatic this year. And this Jupiter-Pluto conjunction, which first happened back in April, that was right around the start of the kind of collapse of the American economy following the original lockdown. So that was around the time that they began to work on the stimulus and work on trying to help to boost the economy because there was this major dropping off. It was very extreme around April 5th. Then we look back to June 30th. What was going on in June? This was really the beginnings of the Black Lives Matter movement and the beginnings of working toward a major shift for the country in terms of leadership, in terms of the way that we run our communities. 
we are likely to see during this week and into the coming weeks, probably through the rest of the year, more major shifts and more things may be coming to the surface that aren't necessarily pleasant, but try to keep in mind that these transits aren't creating these things. They're just bringing them to the surface. And that is so important because if they aren't brought to the surface, they are never going to be healed. They are never going to be fixed. And so in some ways we do need to thank Jupiter and its energy, even though it does feel scary at times and it feels like a lot because Pluto is so dark, it's so shadowy, and it likes to stay out of the limelight. It doesn't want attention. It wants to hide in the darkness forever. But Jupiter is here to bring it out and show it off and show it to everyone. No one's going to miss it. And we've seen that this year. And we've seen it anytime Jupiter and Pluto are in conjunction. And in the realm of Capricorn, it's going to feel a little more intense just because Capricorn rules over finances and wealth and politics. Whereas if Jupiter and Pluto were conjunct in a slightly more um, benefic sign, I guess you could say, then it might not be so extreme. The fact that Saturn is also relatively involved, Saturn has fallen out of direct conjunction with Pluto and Jupiter at this point. It's moving very steadily toward Aquarius. I am very excited to do an episode pretty soon about Jupiter and Saturn's ingress into Aquarius. That's going to be very exciting, very different energy. But having Saturn kind of a few steps away for most of the year added a kind of darkness to the year that might not have been as fully present if Jupiter and Pluto were just alone in conjunction. Saturn is this restrictive energy. So while Jupiter is trying to expand and to show what's going on and to say, look at all of this inequality. Isn't this unfair? Isn't this awful? Whereas Saturn is really bringing down the hammer. No, we can't show this off. Let's shove it back into the shadows where it belongs. And yes, there has been a lot of this this year. There's been a lot of duality and that Saturn energy is so opposite to that Jupiter energy. And we're really feeling it this year. So I will do another forecast for the end of the week and the weekend a little bit later on, but this Jupiter-Pluto information is really important, so I wanted to kind of get it all out there together in one episode. Thanks so much for joining me here today. I wanted to let you know I do have a second astrology podcast that I do with my friend Heather, whereas this one is more based around current transits. My podcast Pisces Rising is more general astrological conversations you can listen to anytime. And you can find me on Instagram at Unclouded Eye for daily forecasts and weekly horoscopes and lots of really fun 70s art. And find my record label Flower Room at flowerroomrecords.bandcamp.com. You can hear more music like the tonal cosmology piece that's currently playing in the background. Till next time.